0: Earbuds, it's me, Hannah Hart, and today on Hannah This, we are going to be talking about post-wedding whiplash. Now, interestingly enough, I have also recorded an episode with Hannah Gelb about this, but I was in like a crazy state, and um, that episode is a Patreon exclusive. Uh, so, if you're a member of our Patreon, go ahead and check out that that one. Uh, but very lovingly and graciously, I um, have said yes to myself and Hannah Gelb has said of course my buddy to me and I actually wanted to um do a second take where I sit and express the journey I've been on in this post-wedding comedown and what came up for me because as my good friend Hannibal would say a wedding it's more special than a birthday uh it brought up a lot and it was a really emotionally extravagant and wonderful experience and as we all know, with highs come lows and the serotonin dropout is really, really real, um, no matter how hard you try and avoid it. So for those of you who are planning your wedding or are considering getting married or are just curious with how I'm doing lately, well, then this episode of Analyze This is for you. So. Well, um, enjoy. Oh, earbuds. I cannot begin to tell you how wonderful and beautiful our wedding was. It was great. The food was great. The people were great. And it was just this incredibly, like, (sighs) surreal experience to have this weekend filled with not only other human bodies in the wake of a pandemic, which I think definitely bears note, uh, considering this was the first major community event not only I've hosted, but also I've attended uh, since the pandemic hit our lives. And just really quick, brief sidebar, is does anyone else feel like we're like only like a third of the way through a horror movie right now? Because... I feel like everyone's saying like, oh, we figured out what it was. The bad guy's gone now. Don't worry. And we're all going to get lulled into this false sense of security. Well, not me. I've never felt safe. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is that I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Feels weird. You know, people talking about going to baseball games. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, uh, if you're also feeling like a little bit edgy, I want to validate that feeling and just kind of give, make space for it. I I too am feeling a little edgy while also trying not to, um, you know, let that edginess turn into paranoia and so the only way I know how to do that is by not hiding it so I feel really a little bit edgy the other night we went on a walk and got um, cocktails with our friend uh, who lives on the other side of town and you know I, I was just sitting there and I just had this like kind of sinking doom feeling but I think it's just not we've spent over a year conditioning this sense of awareness and this this um lack of safety feeling, you know, out in public, out in the world because of the um, global pandemic. And uh, we're, we're at the very beginning of coming out of that. So I, I forgive myself and I'm making a little room for my my edginess and, and my hesitance. And um, I just wanted to take a minute to to say, feel free to make room for yourself, too. Ha 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 Oh, so oh, earbuds, wow. The, the, just, the wedding was really wonderful, and it wasn't only wonderful because we got to see friends and family, but it was also just really wonderful because we got to see people enjoy themselves and, and, and just relax into the moment. And another great thing about a wedding is that you're like the star of it. So in terms of like the euphoric highs of um, being validated for existing, wee, boy, oh boy, did I get a lot of hits of that. I got a lot of good, sweet hits of self, of of worth, of of value, of of love, and of praise. And from just, oh my God, it was just coming at me from all sides, guys, you know? Uh, As you know, I I have a really hard time managing my relationship with social media because it gets gets in my head, you know, either I'm doing too much or I'm not doing enough or, oh my God, here's a terrible thing that's happening in the world. And oh my God, here's another terrible thing that's happening in the world. And oh my God, don't focus too much on terrible things because then you're a terrible thing happening in the world. I, it's just, it's too many voices and it really clouds my own. So a healthier space for me is to stay as far away from engaging um, social media as possible. But in the wake of the wedding there, it, it, so here's what happened, you know, we had all these beautiful pictures and all this great stuff that I really wanted to share. And what I felt happening was that the narrative of, of the wedding experience just started slipping away. And instead of accepting that I wasn't yet ready to share yet, I, I, I decided, well, I don't want to miss out on the novelty of sharing this. I'm going to participate now. And something I discussed with my therapist, and something I think bears note here, is that that false sense of, of that urgency, like you don't want to miss out, the quote unquote fear of missing out, the for me it was fear of missing out on sharing pictures of my own wedding, that's that's like fake pressure, okay? Because it I don't need novelty to care about. This beautiful experience. I don't need to be the first one to show and discuss this beautiful experience for it to have value for me. This, this weekend and these moments and these memories will have value for me for the rest of my life. What I'm actively trying to do is slow down and stay present and stay grounded and not give in to the external pressures dictating my Internal expressions. But I did, and I posted and I went on social media, and I even went as far as to record a podcast episode with Hannah Gelb. I was like, Urgency, urgency, urgency. You know what? We just finished the wedding. We just drove back to LA. We just unloaded the car. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling the high. I've got to chase this high. I can't stop chasing this high because, oh God, I'm so scared of not having this feeling of validation inside me. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And, you know, if you don't take the time to get grounded, my friends, turns out you might just hit the ground. You can't avoid the wall, okay? You can lean against it and you can rest. So, But I didn't take the time to get grounded. I, I you know, spent more time on social media than I have in months and months and months And it felt good, but it felt good in that kind of like candy way. So I basically ate too much candy and I made myself feel sick. And then I had to recover from feeling sick by feeling bad for having eaten too much candy and made myself feel sick. So I just got caught up in this kind of, um, in that trap, you know, that trap of identity validation that somehow social media has convinced ourselves we need. Ay 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 ay. So, it's taken me a little time to come down from that emotional whiplash um of praise. And I will also say that for those of you who are going into a wedding experience, um you know, in terms of like the execution of the event, everything was amazing and I'm so grateful for our wedding planner because I called her and and she and I talked and she told me about all the ways not to go full crazy after. She was like, "You can't think about the vendors. You can't think about this, that you have to just, you know, you have to do some real self-care because it's, it's a, it's an absolute real dropout come down for this event you've been anticipating. And for us, we've been anticipating for 27 months. Um, so it's kind of like that post-finals feeling, you know, that post-graduation feeling, that feeling where you, you've, you've had this kind of like, this kind of, this kind of treat, this kind of preoccupation, that for me, my, my subconscious has rested on top of for the last 27 months, the preoccupation of the wedding, bum, bum. And now without that preoccupation holding up my um, anxiety, aka attention level, I dropped and I fell. And my goal in this next chapter of my life is not just to get up, but to catch myself with loving arms every time I fall or I have a misstep. So I'm coming back into myself. I recorded a great episode with Hannah Gelb about it. I'm sure people will like it. But for me, it wasn't really sharing what the experience had meant to me and what the come down had meant to me. And as part of this learning what comes next for me, it's, um, I guess, to protect and define myself without feeling aggressive about it. You know, we had people who had declined coming to our wedding, celebrating us publicly online. And, like, that's a real fuck, man. I'm like, well, if you cared so much about our wedding, why did you say no? But, again, <laughs> that's not my real, real life. My real, real life is this physical thing before me. My real, real relationships are the ones that fill my cup. And I left that wedding having a very, very, very full cup. And also a very, very exhausted social cup, you know. I was like, I could, I could, I could go without seeing another human for a month. And you know what the worst part is, is also when you, when you, when you feel that way is the reaction people have of like, no. And it's like, please, God, we spend all, we're, we're in constant contact with everybody all day, every day. Doesn't anyone else find that to be like a lot of contact, you know, shouldn't we just like. Have quiet moments of rest where we don't talk to another human or learn another human's opinion about a subject or be in constant conversation or be constantly expressing like all that stuff. Um, I guess really came back to the surface of myself in the post wedding come down weekend. So I had a bit of a, a programming error there, a little bit of a processing error where. I got sucked into the sense of urgency, sucked into the sense of commodity, because, boy, I'll tell you what, the wedding industry is very commodified. Oh, Lord above. When they say wedding industrial complex or industrial wedding complex, they, they really mean it. And here's this beautiful thing in the wake of all of these this, this terrible, terrible year. And so it was a little bit of dissonance as well to carry both those feelings. I was like, are we allowed to celebrate like this? And yes. We are. And we're also allowed to let it go and to take our time and to have reflection come in waves. So speaking of waves, that this has been the first wave of this episode. Uh, 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 we'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Hello your beds, I'm Beck. I want to share um, the next thing I want to share that I've, I've learned from this experience is um, flagging... you know, if you're somebody who, how do I want to put this? Are you depressed? Do you live with lifelong depression? Are you going to be depressed forever? Uh, well, you're in good hands. As someone that has struggled with depression and lives with depression, It's really hard for me to identify exhaustion because the feeling of physical exhaustion, the the foggy, fatigue. Oh, by the way, I I didn't I didn't have like my supplements, my my iron. Like as wonderful as the wedding weekend was, I dropped all my self-care because I didn't have to do my tools of self-care because again, my constant validation, my cup was being full all around me. Everyone is telling me I was so good and I was doing such a good job. So I didn't use my self-care tools. I didn't journal. I didn't meditate. I didn't I didn't take my iron I didn't take my vitamins I didn't stay hydrated because I was so happy I was really it was just like being on drugs all weekend long oh my god and so then seven days later um, at the end of this this week-long week-long bender of emotional uh, elation and um, ecstasy I yeah I, I really bottomed out and I was so afraid of bottoming out bottoming out because I didn't want to feel depressed because I know, oh man, if you get into that depressive cycle, it it holds you down. And it's like a, like wearing a lead, a jacket made of lead. And you're like, I don't want to put that jacket on because I know how hard it is to take off. And so because I have such an aversion and such fear of that, when I'm exhausted, which can feel very similar, when I'm purely physically, intellectually, spiritually, emotionally Bottomed out when I'm exhausted, I'm so scared that it's depression, I want to ignore that exhaustion completely. And frankly, friends and family, there's no way to not feel exhausted after such an exquisite, after such an expressive emotional event. You know, it's why after a really long, good cry, you might finally feel at ease enough to take a nap. But we live in a society that doesn't appreciate exhaustion, that only appreciates. Urgency and reward, and when I came back, I was so scared that if I felt if I rested, I'd never get back up again, which is unreasonable. um, That I kept, I kept, I, I pushed myself, and that's just that's my little lesson for myself is that that was another good experience of trying to identify the difference between feeling exhausted and feeling depressed. I'm still working on it because the body language of it feels pretty similar and I'm still working on it. So I wish I, I wish I, I of course I wish I was able to kind of give you guys to the keys to the kingdom regarding that specific topic, um, but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm, I'm just still piece by piece learning how to get there and I'm going as slowly as it takes, no matter how much um, disapproval that might yield, I understand and respect other people's journeys and desires, but for me, I I really have to be very conscious and mindful about what I'm putting out there into the world and what I'm taking in for myself, especially right now as we're all trying to recover from this, not even trying to recover, as we're all learning to live with the things that have been revealed to us in the last 18 months. Anywhere. Um, let me look at my notes here. Oh, yes, um, uh, always a constant state of motion to avoid getting grounded, because if I'm grounded, does that mean I'm sad, question mark? You know, that, that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people, they like to give in to urgency and anxiety and be in a constant state of motion. I'm also this person so that I don't turn around and just start crying and be like, but I'm sad about this, um, or I'm sad and I don't know why. Oh, you know, other moments from the wedding that I think um, were just so meaningful was, I mean, you know, I'm not, I just want you guys to know that like, it was really special to have so many people I love all together. And it was a wonderful, beautiful merging of worlds and to see, you know, to see who loves us back. I just, yeah, I, 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 this is a public place, so I don't want to go too much into, diary mode, but it was a powerful thing. It was a powerful thing for me. Anyway, so one of the tricks, um, I do know to use to identify between the uh, uh, difference between exhaustion and depression is to think about, to use the word need instead of want. Like, well, what do you want to do? People always are asking each other, what do you want to do? And it's well. What do you need to do? Is it what? What do you need to do? And I use body scans to help identify my needs. Um, when I was feeling exhausted, I kept thinking, "Well, I really want to record. I really want to ride this wave. I I really want to record a podcast with Hannah Gelb again. If you are on Patreon, please enjoy that madness. Uh, enjoy. Um, oh, here's a little. Here's a little sneak peek. People are like. Didn't the doctor deliver the baby? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm like, the doctor delivers babies for a living. Yep, This was not the doctor's baby. Right. So if I ever get married, Hannah Hart's going to give the toast, obviously. Yeah. And you do know the first thing she's going to say is like, Hey, remember that time when you were like, Doesn't, like, the wedding planner do everything? (laughs) I would never. Oh, so like, delightful. 15. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of the good ways to do that is to think, to slow down enough to hear your needs. And if you can't slow down enough to hear your needs, well, then your need is actually to slow down, which is where we get into, oh, meditation, exercise, mindful walking, mindful eating, taking a bath, la, la, la. It's so hard to hear what you need. It's so hard for me to hear what I need. And I get so sad, you know, when I slow down and I hear that that need is to rest. I just can't validate that. Like it's it, the second I hear my voice, like, well, I, honestly, I just really need to rest. It doesn't feel worthy enough. It doesn't feel worthy. But it is worthy. And that's one of the things I'm trying to unlearn about this world is that I get to decide what is worthy of my attention for my needs in my body and I'm not going to get external validation for that and that's okay. Work in progress you know what I mean you know what I mean okay so anywho um the the next thing I'll say is um, I'm really excited because we have a lot of, of good things coming down the the turnpike for Analyze This, and I'm really, really, really grateful for you guys for staying, um, staying with us on this journey uh, as we come out the other side. You know, when you have a podcast run by two people who are staying true to their authentic selves, the kind of commercialized consistency and productivity line that we're used to in American society eh, might not always be there. That being said, here we are manifesting, achieving our goals in a healthy way for ourselves and each other, and it's really starting to work out with the help of our friends, with the help of our new Prime Minister of All Things Heart to Obeka. We're getting those perks out the door, including the Hannah Hart monthly affirmations, which I will share and say aloud to thee. So before I go with this rambly-brambly you thoughts, I, I have... I would like to share with you a poem and a prayer. Uh, The poem I want to share is for you, and my prayer is my wish for you. If there's anything you could take away from listening to this podcast, um, I will say it and you will hear it. So the poem is one of my favorites. Um, It's... Let me pull it up. Find it in my notebook. So the poem I'd like to uh, leave you guys with as... I encourage your own personal slowdowns and check-ins and, and lessening of urgency in your life um, is, is this beautiful poem by Jennifer Michael Hecht. It's called On the Strength of All Conviction and the Stamina of Love. Here's the poem, <clears throat> the title. On the Strength of All Conviction and the Stamina of Love. Okay, here's the poem now. Sometimes I think we could have gone on, all of us, trying, forever. But they didn't fill the desert with pyramids. They just built some. Some. They're not still out there, building them now. Everyone, everywhere, gets up and goes home. Yet we must not diabolize time, right? We must not curse the passage of time. So for me, that poem is about slowing down. That poem is about recognizing that they didn't fill the desert with pyramids. They just built some. And so in the wake of all the momentum and praise and beautiful, beautiful validation that comes with having an experience like a wedding or getting back into the workflow in a healthy way, I'm going to remind myself that they didn't fill the desert with pyramids. That I can focus on That I choose to go slowly, not because I can't go any faster, but because I want to stay present, and this is the pace of staying present for me right now. So that's the poem I want to share, and this is my prayer and my wish for you, that you can invite your own pace into your life where you can. I know, I know not all of us have control in the ways that we wish, but you can control the pace of your thoughts and you can control the pace of your love. So something I think about this week, finding the moments to slow down. When you find yourself feeling the sense of urgency telling you to speed up, 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 that things aren't going fast enough, to try and lean backward on the heels of your feet, And allow yourself to slow down and allow the myths around us to disappear and to really feel that safety in that present moment and slow down enough to savor it. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope everybody is doing great. Uh, you can find me online, mostly on Twitch these days. twitchtv mine Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Analyze This, and then next week we'll be in for um, some really, really good times. Um, I am so grateful for your for your coming along with me on this journey as I as I re as I as I learn how to build this this life again, um, and. I learned how to plant the seeds and water the garden slowly. So anyway, I love you lots. Talk to you guys later. Bye.